Welcome back to episode 12 of the Fantasy Front Office Podcast for the week of June 19th, 2017. In the front office this week, Todd, Keith, and Phil. Well, this episode, we are diving headlong into a mailbag only. So let's kick off today's episode with At the Buckeyes Life. He asks, better player going forward, Christian Yelich, or Chris with a K, Davis. I guess I'll tackle this one first. It really depends on what you're looking for. I prefer, you know, wide range of uh, skill sets, so I think that uh, I would go Yelich on that one. Yeah, I'm going to go Davis. I, I really like what he does from a power standpoint, exit velocity, hard to hit rate. He he's really does well with you know pitches in the zone. What I don't like about Yelich is, and I, I've said this probably about 150 times this year, he hits way Watch too it. many ground balls. Way too many ground balls. And he's got a good exit velocity. I think last year it was close to you know uh, close to elite level, but when you're hitting you know twice as many ground balls as fly balls, it's, it's hard to produce with that uh, with that velocity. Yeah, I would still lean to Phil's side, though. In June, he's really turned around. He's hitting 313 this month. I like Yelich because he gives you a little of everything where Chris Davis is just a home run pretty much well, right now. Well, and and my other point to that was is that, I mean, even if he is hitting the ball on the ground with that uh, high exit velocity, it's still going to get through the hole. I mean, unless they position him perfectly, which, I mean, they could be doing, but uh, I just think that he has a better chance of, of producing every night versus, you know, one one time, twice or three times a week or whatever, uh, Chris Davis will hit you at Jack. Sweet. Next question at J.R. Becks. Key two relief pitchers for the rest of season. Chapman, Kinsler, or uh, Kniebel? So this one's pretty easy for me. I think Corey Kniebel is probably a top 10 reliever in baseball. Probably not a popular opinion, but I really like what he does as far as strikeouts. And he limits his walks. You know, we kind of look at the, the strikeouts minus the walks quite often. He is at the top of that list or pretty close you know top five or six in that list pretty consistently and to me that's a good barometer for what a good reliever does limits the walks has the ability for the put out put out pitch um i don't really believe in what kinsler's done um he just he doesn't have the same strikeout rate so it's when he was having that really good stretch about a week or so ago where he had like five or six saves in a week and the twins were rolling i didn't believe in what he was doing it was mostly absorbed into his value as far as saves and not in what he was doing on the mound yeah right yeah. now go ahead go ahead yeah, Todd. Knievel, Knievel has 63 strikeouts in 35 innings so the strikeouts are there obviously you're taking Chapman to start off so Knievel and Chapman would be my two yeah I was I was gonna say when I was reading the show notes that that one was pretty much the easiest question for me as well so I yeah. am uh, firmly on board with what you guys were saying for the exact same reasons um and your top 10 uh relief pitcher statement I think I said that maybe three or four weeks ago on the uh the bullpen breakdown so I'm on board with what exactly what you're saying so boom boom all right so Brady asks, would you run with either Andradelton Simmons or Matt Adams in your utility spot this week for weekly points league, kind of in a vacuum setup? I, I would suggest not running in a vacuum. Um, that's <laughs> that's just first and foremost. Uh, but realistically, I think you have to take Matt Adams as, as much as it pains me to say that we gave away as a Cardinals fan, gave him away for absolutely nothing. And then he has gone down and absolutely crushed now, the only thing is, is that I don't think Freddie Freeman is too far out. So I think he's going to be taking some playing time back from him. So I don't know if uh, if the Braves decide to go the Mike Matheny route and throw him in left field or something like that to get him some at-bats if he keeps hitting. But um, I think while he plays, Matt Adams is the way to go. Yeah, five home runs in his last 56 at-bats. He's got an OPS well above 1,000. He's coming against San Francisco. And then I think he goes up against Milwaukee. Neither have very good pitching staffs. Um, good chance for, for 
more power potential, so I definitely go Adams. Yeah, I would go Adams too for who you start right now between two of them. But I will say Simmons has six stolen bases in the last 15 days, so wouldn't sleep on him either, but Adams still right now. Yeah, it's I'd actually kind of flip a coin and see or put in put in a bid on both because uh, Simmons isn't really a sleeper. He's putting in points across the board. And, and the one thing to keep in mind, I know he only needs it for a utility spot, but I mean, God forbid your shortstop goes down. If you have, you know, possibility of having Andrelton Simmons instead of whoever else, you know, Joe Schmo that's on waivers. Greg Garcia. Right, right. right. I mean, there's, yeah. there's, there's some miserable uh, shortstops out there. So I think maybe you might have just swayed me because I think maybe I just switched my uh, vote because of that because the first base landscape is is all the guys we talk about every single week. Justin Smoke. Uh, Boar just came out of nowhere again, and you know what I mean. So there's a bunch of guys that are not, not very high owned, but um, I think are as good or better than Matt Adams with better uh, playing time, uh, less issues yeah. on that side. And you mentioned it, shortstop doesn't look very good. I mean, coming into the season, shortstop looked good from a second round, third round draft pick value, but if you look at the depth at shortstop right now, it's not very good. A lot of injuries, a lot of underperformers. You know, look at Story, you look at VR. Segura hasn't been healthy. You know, the top five or six. Trey Turner. That top five or six are stacked, but it doesn't have the depth that it did last year. Yeah, and and right now Simmons is hitting fifth in that lineup for the Angels. Just want to throw that there. Wow. All right. Next up, Brian is asking, uh, well, he's more so telling us that he's dropping Baez (laughs) in an OPS league. Uh, Should he grab Escobar or take a shot on Spangenberg? So is that LCD's Escobar, I'm I'm assuming? Yeah, I'm guessing so. I don't know why you would drop Baez for I actually think that's Escobar for the twins eduardo yes okay gotcha that makes a little bit more so sense. eduardo All escobar right. over right. his last 41 at bats he's got three home runs nine rbis he's got a 512 average his ops is 1326 um, i took a flyer on him in a dynasty league last night for a dollar but that's exactly what it is it's a flyer i'm kind of hoping that you know he he found something and he can have some sort of value either trade value the rest of the season or maybe kind of a deep flyer for next year coming into next year's draft so um i, I chose escobar and it's it's kind of going to be a bad answer, but he's failed less. I think we know what Spangenberg is at this point, and it's not somebody who has a ton of upside. You know, I don't know why I, or how I was sleeping on Eduardo Escobar. I truthfully didn't know that he was doing this well. I mean, he's batting 296 right now for the year, seven home runs. Um, limited playing at time. Uh, looks like the last week or so he's had three home runs and several multi-hit games. I mean, he's come on pretty strong. I think that it's pretty clear you have to go with him right now. Yeah, and the eligibility is pretty good too. Shortstop and third base, um, DH, which is kind of weird in, in ESPN leagues, but uh, probably a lot more eligibility in CBS leagues because they only take five uh, five starts, I think, to get eligibility. So it helps from a multi-eligibility standpoint as well. Yeah, Escobar is totally worth taking a flyer on. All right, next question. This one comes in from... From our friends over at the Buckeyes Life. Trade my cargo and JD Martinez for Harper. Any chance cargo will rebound this year? I would say yes. I would definitely trade uh, Cargo and JD Martinez for a chance at Harper. Um, I know he's had a down several weeks in a row, but unless he's injured, which I don't think he is, uh, I, I think that he's just going to rebound and just have a monster second half. I would also say yes. The upside for Harper is worth maybe being wrong about 
cargo the rest of the season. Um, I just did a pretty long write-up on cargo, and the short answer is, in looking at almost every single one of the offensive matrix, matrix, metrics, sorry, I don't see anything that I really like about what cargo is doing. He's, he's struggling to hit the ball, so he's got a lot of swing and miss. When he does make contact, which isn't very often, he's not doing anything with it. So for the guys that have, you know, the soft contact rate and the lack of hard contact rate and the poor exit velocities, you know, those guys that are swinging aggressively like Judge and Snow, they're missing a lot, but when they hit the ball, they're, they're doing damage. Cargo's the worst case scenario. He's not hitting the ball, and when he does, he's not doing anything with it. So it, obviously something's wrong with Cargo. I, I don't see a scenario where he turns it around in the short term. Yeah, the way I look at this trade is you're the cost of upgrading J.D. Martinez to Harper is just Cargo, uh, Carlos Gonzalez who's had just a terrible season everything that Keith just said. So that's a deal I would do. When Bryce Harper's hot, he can carry your team. Uh, the chance of getting Bryce Harper it's worth it for me. Especially in a league that's uh, a little bit shallower the, the more shallow the league the, the more this makes sense because you yeah. want you know, Absolutely. The, the waivers I, I could find someone in, in a 12 team league probably better than Cargo right now um, just sitting on waivers. So if, if that's the case then I would have 100% do that trade. Keith, where can they find that write-up on Cargo? It's on fanfromoffice.com, man. All right, Carson asks, I've been offered Gary Sanchez, Stanton, and Conforto for my Yelich, Myers, and Kelvin Herrera. This is in a head-to-head category 10-man league. I hope he accepted that before. I <laughs> hope yeah. so, too. Yeah, yeah, that, that's a no-brainer for me. That's an A+. Plus. Uh, definitely a great deal if you're getting Stanton, Conforto. Um, who was the other one who was getting in that mix? Sanchez. St- Gary Sanchez. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. gosh, he's power for days. And you're and giving Will, up. And Will Myers is struggling, a reliever in Yelich. I mean, we talked about earlier, but he's certainly not Stanton or Conforto. So yeah. this is one I, of the most believable trades that I've received this year, where I think you could actually pull this off in some leagues, but it's also one of the highest grades that I'll give away. I mean, this is an A-plus, no-brainer, awesome job. I feel like in weaker leagues that that's going to be vetoed, though, because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> someone's going to get salty and be like, veto. Um, but, it, but, but I, it, I 100% agree agree that's that's your winning every single player i mean um sanchez versus yelich stanton versus meyer or in conforto versus kelvin herrera you win every one of those and it being a 10-team league the fact that you're just dumping guys that are probably close to waiver wire guys i mean yelich is obviously better than that meyers might not be though um first base yeah, he's, he's definitely not doing anything great this year. Um, Ten-team league, uh, Calvin Herrera. He's, I mean, he's good, but is he someone that you're gonna really covet? I don't know. Yeah, Herrera's been struggling too lately. So yeah, yeah I think pretty we're pretty deal. much. In, I think in unison, I think we were all like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Done. Where's that button? Right, that broke my finger. <laughs> all right, Walt asks. I never thought it would come to this, but I was offered Kimbrel for Miggy. I need relief pitching and have first base covered. Is it crazy to accept i would like to know more information but as they say in a vacuum i think that i want miggy as a buy low not a sell sell low um and kembrel is also kind of a sell high kind of guy i mean i don't think the i mean he's great obviously uh, but could we envision him not having as great of a second half as the first half most likely uh so i think that i probably would just hold on to miggy and try to trade one of my other guys yeah i would take miggy in that trade too uh two homers in the last week so to 
power is starting to come back a little bit. Still has a 414 on base percentage in the last 30 days. So he hasn't been bad. And there's starting to be some upside of those two home runs last week. So I would definitely hold on to Miggy. Yeah, the power on put for, for Miggy has been in a long time coming. I think we talked about it two shows ago where yeah. underlining numbers look fine. He's not doing anything that we would be concerned about. So you'd definitely be selling low on Miguel Cabrera. My response to this one is sometimes you have to do things to make your team better that actually lose you the trade. I understand where he could have a scenario where he has way too much first base, whether he drafted like Alonzo and, and, and Zimmerman and all kinds of guys where he's got like four or five first basemen and just can't play all of them. And he needs relief pitching, you know, to win. So I can see making this deal, even though he's going to lose the trade. So if you have right. to do it, you have to do it. But I think what we're all saying is we believe in Miguel Cabrera. You're losing that deal. But if you have to do it to win your league or to set yourself up for success, then and I guess I'm OK with it. Right. And that's where I was saying, like, I would want to know more context about yeah. what's going on with this. But in, in like I said, in a vacuum, I think it's pretty clear, Miggy. Oh, I went to go went to go speak yes. and just this heat is getting to me. Oh, oh boy. Yeah, you, you can find that article on fanfrontoffice.com, Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> fanfrontofficepodcast.com either one will get you there alright so actually on this deal I, I I would not do it due to the fact that granted if you're in a 10 to 12 man league you're bound to find relief pitching still on the waivers guys that are going to get you through in order to stay in the running and not lose a talent such as Miggy um, plus trading position players for relievers is a little tricky just due to a relief and closer, they their whole success depends upon the team. Like, they don't get a chance to pitch and to get recording stats unless their team's doing well. And there's always a chance an injury or two can happen and the Red Sox start on a losing on a losing streak. So, yeah, I wouldn't do that deal. I think just kind of thinking off the top of my head here, what I'd rather see is him take two of those first basemen. Let's just say, hypothetically, it's Miguel Cabrera and, and Zimmerman. And I'd rather see him package that for like Paul Goldschmidt, increase his what he can do at the top of that league, and then go out and find a guy like Corey Knebel on waivers or somebody else that's going to give him or two guys that are going to give him saves. Use some of that overage at first base to package two first basemen or a, a strength at first base and a weakness at outfield and make an improvement into like the top second or third round as far as overall players. Right. I mean, yeah. Felipe Rivero right now is is forty five or forty four point five percent owned in ESPN. So I mean, he's got a, a below below zero or below one. Uh, ERA and below one whip this year uh, has a closer role right now for the Pirates. I, I don't see why it wouldn't be something where you would trade that and then and then maybe even go trade for him because you're going to get him for peanuts because he's just got the closer role. Excellent work. <clears throat> All right. Next question comes in from at Flippo You've got to ride one of these for the rest of the season. Are you going Pujols or Justin Bohr? I hear Pujols bucks less whenever you ride him. Uh, so... <laughs> Uh, no, but for real though, I'm going to go Justin Bohr. Uh, he's been dominant. And I know we've talked about him on a couple of different podcasts, but Pools just looks, I, I said this before. At he's a, a broken run. old man. We know yeah, that. Yeah, he, he's, yeah. He's just, it's brutal to watch. Uh, Justin Bohr is just crushing balls. So I think to me, that one's, you know, pretty clear also. Yeah. yeah for I mean, me, just, go, ahead, sorry. <laughs> go ahead, Todd. Yeah. For me, Justin Bohr is better in every category than Albert Pujols is right now. Bohr is up and coming where Pujols is on pretty much the downfall of his career. 
here. So I'm taking Justin Bohr. Yeah, I'm going to ride the Bohr as well. Um, <laughs> great season so far and all the smart things that you guys said. And he's pretty much available in 60 or he's owned in 60% of leagues right now. So there's a chance he's probably available or you might be able to get him available. Yeah, because he just came off the DL. So there's a lot of maybe more shallow leagues where he got cut when he went on the stand. Now he's back. He had two homers, four games back already. So mm-hmm. All right, Jacob's coming in with a would you rather question Lester and Lackey or D Santana, Chapman, and Samarja in a 12-team points league? Woof. <laughs> first one. Um, I, I think I've made my uh, thoughts clear on Lester and Lackey in the past. And if I haven't, then then that should do it right there. I would take pretty much anything over them right now. Lackey is miserable. Lester doesn't look great. Uh, Domingo Santana's awesome. Chapman's amazing. And Samarja's just kind of a throw-in in my book. Yeah, Samarja is probably a lot more of a throw-in, in my opinion. He might be the most valuable player out of all these guys. He's third in the league right now as far as strikeouts minus walks, right behind Kershaw and I think Sale or Scherzer. Either way, he's up there at the top of that list, and that's a stat that I value pitching wise above you know almost everything i know he just got lit up for like five or six runs the last time out but his era is still really well his era is not really well but his fifth is really good suggesting that he's unlucky Um, i'm taking the santana chapman samarja side and part of it's because i think samarja should have a good second half yeah he got lit up for eight runs yeah that's that's not good it's (laughs) yeah because for me i would take santana and chapman for the lesser and lackey straight up and then samarja's a throw in if you even if you have to cut him in the deal you know the strikeouts are there all season for him he does pitch at AT at&t park but I would Santana and Chapman that's two great ads especially if you're just giving up Lester and Lackey all right nearing the bottom of our mailbag ACB 67 he's asking he's in a 12 team 7 on 7 league 10 keepers but no keeper budget Bregman was just dropped he's got 100 fab how much should I bid I'll be dropping Todd Frazier do you really want to drop Todd Frazier for Bregman right now that's that's a legitimate question I think I have to ask because I mean neither of them are doing great but I mean, at least Todd Frazier's giving you something. He's, he's giving you the power. Um, let me let me check it out. I know he's been been hitting home runs for me. For me, assuming that he is going to drop Frazier, which I think I'm okay with. I've been the low guy on Frazier this whole season, I think. Assuming he's going to drop Frazier, you know, my suggestion, if he really wants Bregman, and I think if I understand this correctly, you know, he's in a good situation where he can produce this year and produce in years to come. Bregman would be like a a bench guy. I'll ask this guy a few follow-up questions. He's going to be a bench guy. My suggestion was like $16 to like $18. He's he's only spent $1 or, or no dollars of his fab up to this point. So fab money isn't going to be a big key. If you're looking for upside, I think Bregman has more upside than Todd Frazier does, especially in year you know 2018 or 2019. It's still possible that neither of these guys are one of their 10 best keepers going into next season. So for me, I say spend the money. If you're going to pick up Bregman, you know spend about 15 to 20 percent of your your total budget. I agree with that number. Yeah. I mean, I, I just don't think that I would be dropping Todd Frazier because he does pretty much the same thing. I mean, he's got more power. Um, they got the same amount of stolen bases. Uh, the average is creeping back up for Todd Frazier. It was just miserable for a long time, and now it's up over 200. So um, Bregman's at like 240 something. I, I just think that I would probably reconsider maybe Frazier as the guy I drop. I would probably drop someone else. 
but I agree with the dollar amount on the bid. I'd probably, you know, 15, 20 bucks, something like that. Yeah, I totally agree too. I'd probably cut someone else for Bregman, but he's a great guy to have in a dynasty league, especially if someone dropped him. But I will say with Frazier, if you're in an on-base percentage league, like we are in the podcast, 356 on-base percentage in the last 14 days, 348 in the last 30. So Frazier's not killing you really in an on-base percentage league, and the power's been there lately. So Frazier's been a little better than what we all thought he would be earlier on. But uh, if you can add Bregman in dynasty league, that's great. The 50, or the 16 $18 amount's also very good, I think, especially if you only spent $1. So All right, on to our final question tonight. Travis is asking, uh, Tyson Ross has looked good. Do I add him in place of Jaime Garcia? So as a Cardinals fan, um, I have watched Jaime Garcia be bipolar uh, pitching-wise for years, and I would still take him over Tyson Ross because I feel like Tyson Ross is an injury risk. Um, so is Jaime Garcia, but uh, I just I don't see the upside for Ross. Uh, I see the upside for Jaime Garcia because he had a couple years of sub two ER or sub three RAs. So I think he's pretty solid when he when he actually is right yeah. at least. Yeah, Garcia he gave up. I six think both runs. these guys are. Yeah. Go ahead, Todd. All right, uh, Garcia gave up six runs in his last start, but the five starts before that he gave up a combined six earned runs. So he's been throwing the ball very well for Atlanta, and when he's healthy, he's been really good. So I would hold on Garcia. I think both these guys are probably matchup guys. I agree with you guys and probably taking Garcia over um, over Ross. He's an injury risk, like you said, Phil. He, we don't know what this thoracic outlet, you know, syndrome surgery is going to do to guys. Definitely didn't fare very well for Matt Harvey. You know, he okay pitched good in his first outing, but I see I still need to see a, a lot more before I buy into what Ross is going to do. Amen to that. I would definitely be sticking with Garcia at this point. I mean, maybe take a, a dollar flyer on and on Ross if you can and stash him away and see what happens. All righty, that'll wrap up the mailbag and on to our predictions. This week got a little interesting here. Uh, last week for home runs, I said Judge, Todd said Smoke, Phil said Votto, and Keith said Bellinger. Best of the week was actually Matt Davidson with five home runs, but Keith had the best week of the show, so he'll get the point there. Stolen bases. Keith said Malik Smith, Phil said Mabin, Todd said D. Gordon, and I said little Trigger Trey Turner there, and he was the best with five last week, so I got two points on that one. And leading in hits, Keith with... Daniel Murphy actually took it. Everybody else had under 10. Votto out to Van Dickerson were just shy of 10 hits. Murphy came in with 12, but was not the best of the week. Uh, that was Jose Ramirez with 16. So Keith will take that point. The updated leaderboard is Todd with two, Phil with five, Keith with five, and myself with five. So Ooh, uh, getting interesting. Todd, you need to uh, you need to win a few of these. Nail oh, your man. predictions. So this week, Todd, who's gonna hit the most? Most home runs and what will be their total? I go Anthony Rizzo four homers. Rizzo four. Phil. Mark Trombo had a couple home runs recently. I'm gonna go with uh, three home runs by uh, Mark Trombo. All right, Keith. All right, I'm gonna go Jake Lamb with three home runs. Jake Jam. All right, I'm gonna say smoke on this one with a war. That should put him right about tied with a judge by the end of the week. All right. And stolen bases. Todd, who do you have? I'm going to go with Trey Turner with five again. Five again. Oh. Phil. Uh, D. Gordon has been on a run lately, literally. So I'm going to go ahead and go with him. Uh, I think he's going to get four stolen bases. All right. Keith. I'm going to go with Gregor Blanco for three. Ooh. Ooh. He still plays. <laughs> he's playing out in Arizona right now. 
He's playing well too. Ooh, um, this one's tough. You know what? I'll I'll go Maben this week, and I'll go with uh, let's go four. All right, Todd, who will lead the league in hits? I'm gonna go with a sleeper this week, Jordy Mercer with 11. Yikes. He was actually up there this past week for hits, so he's definitely a sleeper. Phil. I am going to go back to the same well, and uh, D. Gordon's had several multi-hit games in a row. I'm going to go with him. Uh, he's right. going to get uh, 10 hits. 10 hits and lead the league. All right, Keith. All right, I'm going for the clean sweep of Diamondbacks. Three <laughs> games in Colorado, a couple games against Philadelphia. I'm going to go with Paul Goldschmidt, Ooh. and he is going to have 16 hits. Wow, this is getting interesting. So I'm going to go with Charlie Blackman. Always a goodie. That is currently leading the league in hits. <laughs> and we'll go with, uh, I'll say, say 14. How many there on Goldschmidt there, Keith? I said 16, which is feeling a little aggressive, but I'll stick with it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that will do it for this week's show. Where can the people find you? Todd, lead us off. You can find me at Goldie Havis. Keith? All right, and this is Keith, and you can find me at Fantasy underscore Keith. And Phil. All right, so you can find me at The Baseball Jedi. And as always, you can find us at Fanfront Office. Also, FanfrontOfficePodcast.com. And I have been Jeremy at Front Office Jer. Until next week. <laughs>